so excited to get into this. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. So let's get into it. Are y'all ready? I don't think y'all ready. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to Joyfield Mess. It's your girl Jojo on the beat with no beat. <laughs> welcome. Um, if this is your first time, uh, hey, you made it here. We always start off this podcast with cooling and fooling. Cooling being the things that I either find cool that I'm doing great at, um, while fooling are the things that I'm not doing so great at or that I find not so great. Um, my cooling today, y'all, is um, my nails grew the way that I want them to, and I filed them the way that I want them to. They they are right. Thank you. Or whatever. Yeah. And it's just like I like the the length that they are. They kept breaking, and I just kind of finessed the way to where it's like shaped like you know, a little coffin kind of ish going thingy thingy. And I like it. So I'm gonna put some like, you know, nail polish on it, make it look all cute and whatnot. And then also put some hardening stuff. Cause y'all, the reason why I even shaped it like that is because they kept breaking on the side and it was just getting really, really annoying. And it's just mm, like, I, I was just like, you know what? We just gonna shape them a different way. Cause I'm over waiting for the square to come in. So boom, that's just what it is. It's the, with women it's like the little stuff the little stuff be giving us like so much confidence it's like legs being shaved nails being done makeup on and even when i say makeup sometimes it's just the concealer or it's just the gloss or it's just the mascara and it i don't know it just makes it I'm already at a 10, it just makes it a 12. <laughs> and not necessarily in like looks or whatever, but in like the confidence that I feel on the inside, it really just adds like the extra spark needed just to to feel better and to like, you know, yeah, like even even today for the recording, like I was thinking of it to just do like mascara and just like concealer or whatever. But honestly, I just, I went in y'all like, you know, trying to match my Larry June shirt. It's one of my favorite shirts, y'all, because he's one of my favorite rappers. If y'all don't listen to him, y'all are just just disrespectful. I hear just all this talent in the world, and y'all are just sitting here not listening to this man. I just don't understand. <laughs> but all in all, yeah, no, I just, I really wanted to beat my face today, and so I did. Um, yeah, I just, I really wanted to beat my face, and I feel good about it. And I hope y'all like it. And if y'all don't, well, I like it, so. <laughs> My fooling for today is looking and actually finding a skincare routine that works. I was using, um, I think it's, I don't, I'm gonna definitely pronounce this wrong. Bior, Bior, B-I-O-R-E, I think it with a little accent on the end. I was using their product and it was cool and it, like, it was like the charcoal face wash, y'all. Like it really did help the pimples go away and like the little bumps and stuff go away, but my skin was like, really dry after I use it all the time. Um, I realized after that I was using the one for combination skin or the one for like oily skin and I have dry skin like I just have dry skin on my face. So when I started using that, it just made my face even more dry. Like it, I was just starting to be real, real crusty and I just don't like that. So now I'm like on the hunt for finding the right stuff and all that good stuff so that my skin will not have bumps. And thankfully it's not like too, too bad. 
um, where like I can usually hide it with makeup if I really want to. I don't usually care enough to hide it, but I just, I, it's for me. It's like, I know it's there. And so I just want to get rid of it. And so, yeah, those are my colon influence for today. But today's topic is not allowing just past heaviness to keep you down because we're going to climb these mountains y'all we're gonna get through this thing called life together whether it's 2020 COVID pandemic we getting through it damn it <laughs> we the outside in Jesus name will be open again and I will be able to just be outside and just uh on a on that tip I was talking to a friend of mine and we're like, oh man, you know what? When things open up, we gonna hit these clubs and be all out and about and da da da. And I was told, I was like, yo, I feel it. I I will be one of those people that I'm looking forward to being out and being and feeling safe <laughs> when you're out. But I feel like I'm going to just the whole year it's like trying to make up for the going out kind of situation i i just don't think it's gonna be me i think it's gonna take a one good weekend to like fulfill all the needs of that whole year of me not going out and I, that's it that's that's all i'm gonna need to just like rejuvenate for the year <laughs> i just i know that's what it's gonna be it's gonna take one saturday night and i'll be like all right cool i'm rejuvenated i don't need to do this no more <laughs> Because <laughs> even before the pandemic, I completely slowed down on all that stuff. I I like, I like sitting at nice, aesthetically pleasing bars with a really nice appetizer and a drink on the side where I can actually have conversations. It's like, clubs are cool and it's fun and I love to dance and I love to be social and all that stuff and just act a fool. But like, you can't have no real life conversations. And right now I'm just... I love me some nice, good old bonding and conversation and listening to perspectives and whatnot. Like I prefer that over, yeah! <laughs> but yes, no, I really wanted to talk about um, the past not being heavy anymore. I have had um, this issue when it comes to my past and allowing it to be this like heavy thing that I carry for a while. And I wanted to break down just all that and go right into it. So let's get it. The first thing I wanted to ask myself is what, what makes my past heavy for me? And I came up with certain things and certain traumas and all that stuff. Um, and I realized that there are controlled traumas and uncontrolled traumas in my life. So controlled traumas being the ones that you choose to be in. Like you didn't necessarily have to take that path, but you choosing to be on that path caused you to go through whatever trauma, whatever mountain, whatever thing that you face or whatever issue that you faced, right? And then there are things in life that are uncontrollable. You did not choose these problems. They just kind of got slapped in your face or just, yeah. So the difference between those two, I wanted to talk about the control traumas first and there, the one thing that I feel like for me personally, that was the heaviest is just my past when it comes to um, my relationships with guys and men. And the thing with that, that I wanted to start off talking about is there was a certain point starting like really young, like middle school wise, where I truly believe that the loyalty 
that like loyalty is all that you need to have a successful relationship. I'm pretty sure that stemmed from just my parents not being loyal to each other, not in a sense of like cheating, but just like not having each other's back. And I felt like if you had that, you have a successful relationship and that's just period. This is what ended up happening with that false belief. I ended up getting in relationships and staying in them because of loyalty even though they were not the right relationship for me, even if they weren't the right guy for me, even if they literally were just not good people. And so that is something that I feel like, yes, it's rooted in something like family and all that stuff. It doesn't change the fact that I chose to be in those relationships and I also had the choice to leave them, right? One of the relationships I wanted to get into um, is one that, just to give you all background, mom and dad issues, uh, a lot of deep trauma on both ends there, just not being the best people that they can be for him. Um, also had bullying issues in his youth. Uh, again, just lots of like traumas that just came from all that and his family and all that stuff. And so with that comes as any human would have is insecurities and deep rooted just issues, right? So with those issues and you know, you add me as the person that is loyal and I'm gonna be there for you no matter what, support you no matter what, it's, it causes a really swirl of just toxicity. <laughs> and so it's like now I'm, I'm your girlfriend, I'm your best friend, I'm your sister, I'm your mom, I'm your just, your everything, which doesn't leave any room for me, doesn't leave any room for me and my problems. And it always felt like his problems were just so much heavier and like at a higher importance than mine just because I wasn't as insecure or I didn't have that much trauma but really it's like I still had equal amount of trauma I guess you can say maybe I handled it a little better at the time but doesn't change the fact that I still have problems too I'm still a human being and no one else's problems should be so heavy on you that they're literally draining you um, they're also not your responsibility to take either the only person like the only person that's responsible for your problems is you and so with all of that come came with just the heaviness of man just giving myself to this person like completely and it another thing when it comes to those kind of incidences in in our lives like the things that we end up doing end up becoming habits in other areas and seep through and so that's another way that like the heaviness started happening another relationship that i wanted to talk about was one that it's the same habits right it's kind of the same engulfing of your life is my life it, it was a little different so it's not that the first guy I mentioned his life wasn't necessarily my life but i carried his life while the second one i allowed his life to become my life if that makes sense so the things that he was pursuing or his family his friends and all that stuff became super duper involved in that which left very little room for me my friends my family myself right so there's this like rooted similarities in the way that that habit translated to the second one um it's so interesting because they were pretty far apart but it's like it, again it's that deep rooted like 
it's like the the snap of okay i'm in a relationship now this is how i'm supposed to be but not even a supposed to be it's just like these are the habits that i built in my last relationship and they you know still carried on to the second one or that one right so with that man i just i remember having a conversation with uh, a very close person in my life and she was telling me and it wasn't supposed to turn into one of those yo you need to do better kind of situations but she said something that made me kind of like recheck myself and it was man anytime like you get in a relationship it's like we don't see no actually it wasn't even like that she was she was telling me an incident where it's like oh it's not a big deal like you just weren't there because you were with so-and-so and then we kind of went into this spiral of a conversation about how when I get in a relationship, I don't like, I just stop being there as consistently. Cause it's like pre-relationship, I'm, I'm with you like every other week. In relationship, it's like, dang, it's lucky if you see me per month, right? And I didn't even realize that I was doing that. And that's re that was really like, that was really scary for me. And then when, you know, hindsight, oh, I hate hindsight. But it's like, you realize all this stuff like after and you're just like, dang, if I, I wish I would have even known that I was doing that in that moment. And so it's like, it caused this, dang, like I am a trash human being. Like I really put my friends on the side when they be the ones getting me through all this extra when it's over anyway, or even getting me through while I'm in it and all this other stuff. And it just, that the, I, I'm really hard on myself. So that added, um, weight to dang, like, ugh, crap. Right. And again with that too the time that i wasted with guys and not even guys that are just like in i'm in a relationship with because at the very least if i'm in a relationship with you at least i have an excuse to waste time it's like i'm working towards our relationship we're trying to be this power couple we're you know pushing like we're we're together so it's like at least there's that but it's like even the times that i wasted time with guys that just to waste time, <laughs> just to bullshit, <laughs> just to have someone in like next to me or whatever it may be like, which a huge chunk of that definitely happened in college, but it's like, it's cool growth, whatever, but it still doesn't change the fact that I added to my own criticism about myself with these things. Right. So talking about how self-critical I am of myself, these things, these relationships, these guides and these situationships and all that stuff added to the heaviness of who I was, like who I felt like I was. And it added to just my self-criticalism of myself. And so it's like, Oh my goodness, look at all the time that I wasted with these with these guys. Like, man, I really like I suck, right? And so that's kind of where my brain started to go with those situations. Another thing that I added to my self-criticism was the sexual interactions that I had with guys, even if they weren't like full-blown sex. It's just the fact that they happened and uh, 
I've always been a Jesus lover. I've always loved God. I've always believed in him. And I've always wanted to uh, do a lot of things for him because of all the things that he's done for me and all this stuff. And that heaviness for me of not wanting to disappoint him caused me to take those interactions and those mistakes that I made, whether they be in a relationship or as I just mentioned, like just sexual stuff or whatever, and just make it even more heavy. I think that what happened with all that heaviness of me being so self-critical of myself, I got to the point where I was like, dang, I'm already here. I'm already at the bottom of the pit. It can't get any worse. I might as well just stay here. Is That is what happened with all of that. The next thing I wanted to explore is why these things that happened in my past felt heavy. So these are like, there were the what's, but like, why were they heavy? Like for what? Right. <laughs> I'm so goofy. And I realized that I felt like who I am is my past. And my past is inconsistent. It's dirty. It's mistakes filled. It's chaotic. It's all over the place. It's, there's no straight path. Everything is just broken. Right? So because I felt that way about my past and then I felt my past is me, then with that, it makes me unvaluable. It makes me unrestorable. It makes me damaged. It makes me broken. It makes me unfixable. Right? And so that is why I had that past make, or that is why the past was so heavy is because I felt like who I am and my past are equal, are the same. And it's crazy. Cause it's like, no, your past is your past. Who you are is who you are. And those are two separate things. And the thing is, is just because you were this way in your past doesn't mean that you can't, you know, overcome and become someone else and someone better or like grow. Right. But it's just like, it's this subconscious thought of like making it equal. And even though there were even strides that I made and like, I'm growing and I'm like getting better and I worked on this habit and now I'm doing this and all this other stuff. It's like, because I was so attached to who I was then and my past being who I felt like I am, I still just, even when I did something great, it's like, yeah, but I still did that in my past or, oh I, yeah, I mean like I got to this step, but like I still did that one thing that one time back there with so-and-so. So it's like, it's almost like it was just holding me back, pulling me, like, it was like, and you gotta let go. <laughs> you gotta let go. Your past is your past. You have, like, you just have to let go, but we'll get into the lessons later. I did also want to talk about the uncontrollable traumas and I wanted to start off by sharing a personal story. The one that I want to share actually happened to me and a group of friends um, in high school. I have a group of friends, uh, their names are, we call each other Ohana because we're just like family and I love them to death. Yo, like have been friends with them for a very long time. And yeah, like that's, that's fam for real. But all in all, uh, we were about to graduate from high school and we were uh, having like a little get together as like seniors and just as Ohana at my, one of our friends houses. Um, and we were having like, honestly, like a really good time. And like, you know, we're just about to graduate and we're, we were just taking a second before this is the same day that we were, um, it was like our high school rehearsal day and we had to be at the auditorium before we grad like for real for graduated the next day. And so, uh, with this particular friend at the time, 
for me, we were, we went through some sort of like argument where we weren't really like talking to each other at that time. And it was, it was interesting. Like we were, yeah, we were just like not really talking to each other towards the end. We were kind of okay. Cause we were just like around friends and it was cool, but it was still just like this heaviness. Um, on the way to, uh, graduating, we took, uh, three cars. So there was, uh, two girls in one car. There was, uh, three, including the friend that I'm mentioning, uh, three people in his car. And then in, I was also in a different car with three of, um, my other friends. And so, uh, yeah, we were, we were driving towards the high school in order to rehearse and we were in a three lane like street um the we were like the same way that i mentioned so it was like car 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 right so there was girlfriends uh the guy that um shit yeah the guy uh that i mentioned and then me and my friends in the third car right so as we were driving there was, we were in three lanes and there was an 18 wheeler in the middle, uh, who was swerving in his lane. And, um, thankfully the first car kind of like sped up and was like in the front. So didn't necessarily like was around all that extra with the 18 wheeler. Um, we were trying to get out of his way and the guys in the middle car in the second car was trying to also like kind of speed up to get in like to get away from this person and to actually like get like just to get away from the swerving 18 wheeler right and ended up bouncing off of the back tires of the 18 wheeler and hitting a light post and swerving thankfully like the person i was driving with like like broke or hit the brakes really hard and we stopped. Um, but we literally watched the car spin out of control. So 18 wheeler hit and ran and almost actually hit the front, the front car as well. The moment that happened, I think that it made a, a loud commotion. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I screamed and there was a, like a school that just let out and they called 911, but we literally ran to the car and tried to like help, um, the people that were in the car. So it was three. So the driver, um, was out, the passenger actually was out too. And then, um, our friend in the back actually had his leg stuck in one of the, um, I think the like chair or something like that, but either way, his leg was stuck. And so, yeah, um, post that happening, um, the news came and the ambulance came and, it was a lot. Um, I was actually the one that called, uh, my friend that got hit, the one that was the driver. Um, I was the person that had to call his mom. So that was a lot. I don't think that she realized when I called her how serious it was post that moment. Um, we, we went to graduation the next day and it was live streamed. We did not make it to the rehearsal. We went straight to the hospital. Um, what was also, on a side tip what was unfortunate about that situation aside from just like the obvious is when the news people pulled up and it was broadcasted on like dallas tv or whatever um because the car i was in was a yellow camaro and because we were like high school students they thought that we were like racing 
Um, and I don't even know if they truly even like investigated to a high degree of like trying to find the 18 wheeler because they again assumed that we were racing and we just like made the 18 wheeler up. We did not make the 18 wheeler up. Uh, so that sucked to hear during that time. So we went straight to the hospital. Uh, the person that, so the three people that were in the car, one of them, the one in the back that had his leg stuck, his leg was broken, but healed was good. The passenger ribs were broken, um, but he ended up being okay. He didn't make it to graduation, obviously, because it was the next day, but um, he was okay. However, our friend that was driving um, ended up, well, a lot. So there's there was this whole period throughout the summer where he stayed in a coma. So we didn't even know if he was ever going to wake up um he ended up waking up like as in eyes open and somewhat talking and being able to say yes or no um but cutting to the end uh paralyzed on his left side still no we're still in a wheel wheelchair today um and also has short-term memory so what is um what's pretty what's pretty mm, I was gonna say fortunate but it's not really a fortunate situation so he remembers us and he remembers Ohana and he uh, remembers going to school with us he doesn't I don't know if he necessarily remembers anybody else that went to the school with us but he definitely knows like who each of us are and our names uh so that was that was that was heavy to say the least uh me and that group of friends have like went through a lot through during that whole just entire time and just having to go through the ups and downs of like um going from coma to like him being able to like squeeze his hands to like opening his eyes like just there's so many like highs and lows and really deep lows within that and the one thing that i ended up feeling towards like god was just straight up anger um but i didn't realize that it was a subconscious thought that i had towards him because I would still in this time would be like following him loving him and all this stuff or doing the things that I felt like I needed to do as a Christian or like pursuing him that's what I was saying. like I was still pursuing him um I hadn't reached the height of my journey yet like I wasn't at the highest level of my journey but I was still pursuing but because of this subconscious anger that I had, um, it actually turned into, I'm like the subconscious thing was, I am angry with you because you allowed this to happen, right? The other thing that also grew from that, like feeling of being angry is why not just, if it was going to happen, if it was in your journey, why not just take him? Cause to be, like to be in this world, like to not be able to function and to not have like your full brain and to just to be in a wheelchair. I just feel like 
if you were going to take him, why didn't you just take him? <laughs> and that was, that was a whole, a whole spiral that I didn't even end up realizing until I would say like two years after the actual incident. I remember, um, I was journaling and having like Jesus time. And I remember being like frustrated and just being angry about something. And while I was journaling, I ended up like journaling about this particular trauma. And I remember going off, like I was like, at first it was just like, I was journaling, just talking about it. And then I started going off on like on God, like, yo, like how could you possibly let this happen? And then it turned into just like crying, like really, <laughs> like real intense crying. And then from there, I felt like the Holy Spirit, cause the whole thing was for me was, why didn't you just, why didn't you just take him? Right. And cause that, yeah, with that, I realized like, or I felt the Holy Spirit tell me I'm not done with him yet. And it was an interesting sense of peace that I felt in that moment knowing that he's not forgotten and that God didn't just throw his hands up. Um, and there, as a Christian, I do believe there is a reason for everything. And I also believe that we're not meant to understand every single thing um, and know every single thing and all the plans that the Lord has for us and has for everyone around us. And that realization helped me to make peace with that trauma. Um, that experience, that, that moment of just like, and just even allowing myself the space to be angry at God. Um, I didn't allow myself to do that. Anytime I had some sort of like a negative thought or a negative, anything about the, this, or just like, even when I had like random little thoughts about like, Oh, how could you? Or like just those natural negative thoughts that were towards God, I would shut them down immediately. Cause I felt like you can't be angry at God. He's God. <laughs> and it's like, we're almost by doing that. I was taking away my human, uh, my humanness, my humanness to be angry and my humanness to just feel emotions. And if you're building a relationship with God, that doesn't mean that it's going to be peaches and roses and like sunshine and rainbows and unicorns all the time. Like we're living in this thing called life and life isn't great all the time. And sometimes it's really, it's really sucky. <laughs> and we're going through this thing called life with God and to just, just to always be happy and to not have any negative thoughts is just unrealistic. And it takes away from the building of the relationship that you would and should have with God, especially since I believe that he wants to be in every single decision and in every aspect of your life. But if you don't allow him to be there, if you're only there, if you only allow him to be there in your happy moments and in your I'm good moments, then like you really need him on this side though, like on the side where things are depressing and things are angry and things are just like sucky. It's like, no, you need, like, I need you in, in my life here too. 
And so I'm going to allow you to be in this space. But in the space is moments of just anger in the space. There's moments of I'm just crying to you. I am emotional. I am angry with you sometimes. I'm like, but like God being the dad that he is, the good dad that he is, is not just going to be there for you. Like, on the rainbows and sunshine, but also really wants to be there here. Cause this is where we build. This is where we grow. This is where we become and enter the next step into our lives. Right. And so next story that I wanted to share was, um, the moment that, uh, my grandma passed away. So this is the, um, at the time I, I hadn't experienced death, uh, to me that was like from someone that was like, I was super close to, there wasn't any, any deaths yet. So this was my first death to someone that was super close to me. Right. So two weeks before she passed, I had this like deep pit filled, like feeling that something bad was going to happen. I don't even know how to ex- describe it, but it felt like it was coming from like, down in the pits of my stomach, right? And I remember telling my best friend at the time, yo, like, I just feel like something bad is gonna happen. And at this particular time in my life, things were going very well. Home life was cool, like, school was dope, like, I was having the time, like, I was just having a great time in life, right? And she's like, well, is something happening with your mom? Is there something going on with, like, anybody else, your friends, your school? Is there... I'm like, no, everything is, like, freaking fantastic, and I just don't understand. I couldn't, I couldn't shake it. Like, it was just, it was the weirdest thing. I just could not shake it. And, um... Yeah. So, um, I think a week before she passed, she called, uh, and my mom was talking to her. And at this point in time, I couldn't think of anything else besides my grandma's passing that could be like why the pit was here. Cause I was just, I was taking, it just took up so much of my brain. Cause I was just thinking about it all the time. So I was like, what could it possibly be? Like, what is it? Right. And when I had this realization before she called, I didn't really want to believe because I'm like, there's no way, like, you know, there's just no way, like I refuse, or even if there was a way, I'm like, I'm not accepting this. This is not going to happen. Right. Um, she called and I was so scared that it, that fact was going to be a fact that I didn't want to talk to her. (laughs) Uh, and I told my mom, no, it's, it's cool. And usually it's so crazy. Like usually she'll like press it and be like, no, you need to say hi. And it's just like, for some reason this, this time she didn't. And so that happened. Um, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna call my grandma at some point. And that didn't happen. She passed. And I remember the day that, so in Ethiopian households, when someone passes away, it's, um, there's like, I don't know how to describe it, but they call from Ethiopia. They let you know so-and-so has passed away. And because it was someone as heavy as like my mom's mom, um, there's this like wail of crying that usually precedes that. Um, and I heard my mom that night cause it's in Ethiopia, the time zone is different and she passed away in the morning, but that's like 
are um i was gonna say it in a mudding i was gonna say lelit <laughs> but it's like the middle of the night here and so um i remember my mom like wailing and like crying and i had already like i knew like i knew some, there was just something in my spirit i knew that it was my grandma and i don't know if it was the holy spirit at the time or what it was but i went back to sleep and i remember like feeling like the problem will await you in the morning like you need like just sleep because there was still school in the morning and all that stuff and so i slept i woke up and before my mom told me i was like nonna passed away right and she was like yeah i called my grandma nonna and so there was this heaviness of i didn't call her and i didn't get to say goodbye like on the phone right and so those two things i like were definitely the uncontrollable traumas in my life and what they um how they cause like the heaviness for my grandma's and just to add on to what i said earlier about like because my past was like chaotic and broken and disappointing and mistake filled mistake filled especially um i made the mistake of not calling i made the mistake of like not talking to her when she had called right and so because of those things it still added on to how i felt about myself which was like broken damaged the unvaluable the unrestorable like it just added on to my self critique for myself which caused the heaviness and caused me to view myself the way that i viewed myself the last thing that i wanted to end on was just the lesson learns the lesson learns the lesson learned from all the um the trauma that i mentioned and so i think the biggest one for all of it is definitely letting go uh letting go in a sense of just literally letting go of the trauma the mountains accepting that they happened and just like letting it go um the thing that i've definitely learned to do with it is like not letting it go just to the universe there but like handing it over to god like the i can't i'm not i'm no longer going to carry these on the back on my back on my shoulder this is all you i'm no longer going to hold it in my spirit here you go and like the amazing thing about my relationship with him is that he takes it and it's like he want he wants you to give that heaviness to him he does not want you to carry the heaviness so it's like here right so learning to do that has definitely helped but also letting go of my self criticism i my goodness <laughs> i am valuable i am a worthy and it's like just because i did x y and z does no that doesn't make me unfixable that doesn't make me damaged forever it doesn't make me a shattered mirror it just make like make make it beautiful take the little mirror the little mirrors that cracked put it like how beyonce did in that one video at the end where she's talking about jay-z breaking up with her or what is it cheating on her or whatever and then she made this beautiful vase out of it yeah that's you're the vase and it looks better now because you've grown damn it <laughs> <laughs> I went from self-criticism to nah, you it. <laughs> but yeah, no, like I I had to let go of the self-criticism and it still pops up cuz you know, when you've been self-critical for, you know, years and years and years, it 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 takes time to unwind, right? So just recognizing accepting it and like 
uh, recognizing when it happens so that you can attack it and so that you can, you know, overcome that situation. Still dealing with that here and there with certain areas and like, you know, feelings pop up again and recognizing it again. But yeah, no, that's definitely something that I'm still currently working on is like the self-criticism. Uh, a lot of the times now it comes in like the to-do list that I create when I, I don't complete like X amount of things on the to-do list. So yeah. But all in all, yes, letting go, letting go of the trauma and then also letting go of the self-criticism. Uh, another lesson is definitely loving to be single. And you, I almost like felt like I had to learn to love to be single. Um, that was definitely a thing. And I, I am loving it, guys, uh, single AF. And yeah, no, it was, it, it, that has been an interesting journey and uh i'm cheesing hard <laughs> um no because i really y'all like even with all the things that i just mentioned i feel very unbelievably blessed i feel very loved and i love that i love myself i love that i got through all this stuff i love that god placed uh, certain things to grow and I'm seeing that more and more as I'm in my word as I talk to him as I'm in my holy like as I'm with the holy spirit it's it's been one hell of a journey and I am so excited to continue it and to uh be in my next season and even like for the first time ever I mentioned this in another podcast but for the first time ever I'm looking forward to the next season knowing that it has mountains I'm like, oh, it's just like, I don't know, the armor, I don't, it's the Holy Spirit armor, I don't know what it is, but it just, I feel like ready to attack it. And I think that I've just gotten to a point where it's like, you've been through some shit, but it, like, look who you ended up being after. Look who you became. And you became closer and closer and closer to this person that uh, you want to be. And man, like, that is undeniably joyous and joy-filled indeed. And I am just, I'm very happy um, to be where I am today. So yay. Um, yeah, also looking, that was my next lesson too, is looking forward to growth, so yay. Um, also like choosing to run for myself and nobody else, okay? Like I, and by running, I mean like, I felt like I was running for other people. I was running for the, like my support and all that stuff. That's what, what the running was. It's like every step was I'm supporting, I'm being loyal. I'm gonna be there for you for this. I'm going to help you accomplish your dreams. I'm gonna help you uh, push yourself to get to whatever goal it is that you had. It's like, no, I am running for me and me alone and that's, it. And so that was definitely one of the lessons as well. Um, also understanding that my journey is unique and mine and it does not make it, um, even though it's colorful, it doesn't make it less valuable or less worthy of anything um, just because it's colorful. It's your journey. It's, it's my journey. It's my journey. And I love it, um, in every aspect and in every mountain and in every crack. Um, yeah. Uh, learning to love myself definitely came from understanding how, um, much God values me and how God views me and 
learning about Jesus and his life and all him being so spotless in all that he did and still choosing to sacrifice himself for me knowing that I was going to make the exact same mistakes that I made knowing that I was going to go through all this journey and like and knowing that I was going to repeatedly stab him in the back and will continue to make these mistakes and have like certain sins or whatever or downfalls in my life and all these mistakes because I'm still human so I'm going for sure make more mistakes like knowing all that about me knowing all that about the world knowing all that about my family and friends and still choosing to sacrifice himself on the potential and maybe for the potential that you might choose him to be the lord of your life for the option because the free will is still there like the free will is still there you don't have to choose this but i'm still gonna sacrifice anyway it's like oh that uh, like that was that alone and understanding that and letting and allowing that to sink in was one thing and then there's all the other ways that were viewed to him as his children and all that stuff that journey and learning about that definitely got me to the point and was the biggest influence in getting to the point where i do truly love myself now so yay and then um understanding that i used to walk in these ways and i no longer have to are am going to right i love the way that um the bible like projects and manifests and like the perspective that it has when it uses certain things like you used to walk in these ways and there's a lot of verses that assume that you are going to get to or are already at the point like you're already uh what is it like past the mountain and overcame the mountain and you're already the new person that you're trying to be this whole time like the the few like the present tense is what it it or what is it the verses that is it the verses yeah it's like the uh tenses that it uses is you're already there you're already good you've already made it through the mountain is the tenses that it used so instead of saying like um you're still walking in these ways and you're eventually gonna get there it's already saying no you're there already and i love that because it's like it's like wow you believe in me i'm going because especially reading that when i wasn't here yet and like i'm in i'm in my past i'm in my like ways right that i used to walk in and it's like you used to it's like it's so manifesting and it feels like very purposeful and i love that and it's like it's just it's literally manifesting your future and allowing you to not accept where you're at because there's going to be a place that you're going to get to and i love that and so those are definitely the lessons um that i learned from all this and yeah that's what um that's what i wanted to talk about and just knowing that your past does not have to be heavy we choose our past to be heavy we allow we allow our past to be heavy and so yeah i hope you guys enjoyed it welcome to the love segment on joy filled mess <laughs> Hey guys, welcome to the love segment. So this is where I, uh, <laughs> this is how I end my podcast. <laughs> 
and it's essentially where I show love by giving love to people that I love. Today, I want to shout out a special friend of mine. Her name is Alexis Spencer. She is out here doing the damn thing with this clothing line. She actually went to school with me at UT Austin. We were both textiles and apparel majors. And to say the least, y'all, this girl is talented. The way that she is able to create the clothes that she creates is a talent that is simply you are born with that you cannot learn that stuff and the way that she's able to just structure her apparel and like make it into real life is crazy like when you look at her stuff that she has created y'all like it literally looks like how does that even go like it doesn't make sense because gravity is gravity no she is super talented and very strategical in the way that she designs she's just an overall dope human being and her personality is lit too i want y'all to go ahead and follow her clothing line, which is Lex Studio, and it's at E-L-X-S-T-U-D-I-O. And her personal page is Soap Dispenser, because her last name is Spencer, and she's cute, and she knows like how to do little stuff like that. <laughs> it's at Soap, so S-O-A-P-D-A, and then Spencer, so S-P-E-N-C-E-R, y'all. Go ahead and follow my girl, Alexis, because she's doing the damn thing. And also, buy some shit. Support black businesses, damn it. Thanks for listening, guys. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and give this five-star our chick five stars leave a comment talking about how much you love me because i love y'all too <laughs> um and then follow me at joyfield jojo on instagram and also joyfield underscore jojo on tiktok guys let me know your feedback let me know what's up let me know how you feel about the topics that i have covered um and if you guys want me to talk about anything email me at joyfilledmess at gmail.com and if you are watching on youtube go ahead and hit that like button and subscribe y'all um yeah i love y'all thank y'all for listening and just listening to um all this heaviness and just walking with me and being here with me i love y'all catch y'all on the next one